Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast, In a Monologue, with me, Olivia Neal. Today, we are going to be talking about irrational fears and phobias. I'm going to be telling you about how I got absolutely violated when I got the coil put in. I'm going to be telling you about how I broke Sober November three days in, and I'm also going to be telling you about the time I threw up neon green sick during something a little bit awkward. Okay. I have some really traumatic updates for you this week. Like, I have been through it the past, how long has it been? I think it's been like 10 days since I did my last podcast. Um, And I have experienced a lot and I just need to share this with you because I wish like someone had shared this experience with me before. Like, I didn't know any information about this whole process. But right, let me just, let me just explain from the start. I came off the pill in like June, like the, I was on the, what's it called? The contraceptive pill I, w- I was on that since I was like 14 I kind of went on it for like periods or just because I wanted to have but <laughs> you know what I mean and I was like 14 like that was a little bit inappropriate I don't know why my mum like allowed me to do that but I did say it was for my periods but anyway I've been on the contraceptive pill since I was 14 whether it be for periods or and it got to like when I was like 20 and I was like oh my god I have not been like without this pill or like I've been relying on these hormones for like six years I could be a completely different person I could have like different size boobs I could have like better skin and I wouldn't even know about it because I've just like been on this pill for six years like I just really wanted to know what I was like off it and I know like also there's a lot of health risks with being on the contraceptive pill like I think it like increases your risk of like some cancers it can give you blood clots like it is not great to take it constantly and for that long and they do say you should like switch up your pills and stuff anyway I just thought it was a good idea to just come off it I also was just kind of like fuck man like why am I gonna put like hormones in my body and like put myself through like health risks and stuff just because men are too lazy to wear condoms anyway <laughs> I hate talking about this kind of stuff on my podcast because, like, I think my whole extended family listens to my podcast. But anyway, I'm a grown woman. Obviously, I'm going to be experiencing these things, but I want to share with you. Okay, I came off it about, like, I want to say nearly, like, six months ago now. And I do feel great initially. I just, like, was drained completely. I was, like, so tired all the time. I've talked about it on my podcast constantly. Like, really, like, just, like, I don't know. Like, it does screw you up. Like, your hormones have to, like, balance themselves out again. But overall, like, I was just really, really happy to be off it. Like, I was shit at taking my pill anyway. I always forgot. Like, I'm just lazy. And, I, like, I would just miss, like, a few days. And then it would just throw me off. I'd start randomly bleeding. And, like, I finally got into, like, a normal, like, menstrual cycle. But then I just got scared about getting pregnant. I was like, I don't really want to risk it. Like, what if, like, one day I'm just, like, drunk and have sex and I can't be bothered to use a condom? Then I, like, I don't want to get pregnant. I don't want to get pregnant for like 10 years. Like that's a lot, it's a long time away. Like I I, be, I don't, do not see a baby in my future right now. Um, So I just thought, the, like, obviously I don't want to go back on a hormone. I don't want to rely on condoms because they can snap. You can be drunk and forget them. And you could just be like, there's just like, it's just kind of good to be on contra- some sort of contraceptive method if you don't want to get pregnant. So I did my research and I looked into the coil. Now, if you don't know what the coil is, it's called, well, it's an IUD, an intrauterine device. And it's basically like this thing that they put inside, I want to say your womb. Yeah, like your uterus. They put it inside your uterus. It's a little like T-shaped plastic thing with copper, um, with, uh, yeah, with like with like copper like coiled around it, basically. That's why it's called the coil. 
Um, so that's called like the copper copper IUD, or else you can get like a marina IUD, which is like a hormonal one. So this is also good. Like I, I wish I got the marina one. Now I look back on it because the marina one, although it does have hormones, and I didn't really want to go back on hormones because I finally like regulated into my own hormones. They're a lot more localized. Like when you take the pill, it kind of like goes in your bloodstream, and it's like a high concentration of that hormone. Whereas whenever you use the marina coil, um, or the yeah the marina whatever, um, it's like more localized within your uterus and your womb and it doesn't have to, like it doesn't go around your whole body and the the side effects are apparently not as bad as the pill but I was just like you know what I don't want any hormones I'm just gonna get the copper coil because it is a contraceptive method like I think it's like a hundred percent effective without putting any hormones in your body I just thought this is a great idea why does everyone not have the copper coil come on so I make my way down to the little sexual health clinic on Dean Street in Soho and I I was just like on top of the world I was like this is like amazing like I really caught on to something here like none of my friends have the copper coil I'm gonna be the first one to get it and like I'm gonna like start this trend I'm gonna come on my podcast about how amazing it is like I don't have any like hormones in me but like there's no chance of me getting pregnant like this is just incredible like I just thought that I was on top of the world and I'm also like really really good with medical procedures like I've never been afraid of needles I've never like I have like had like moles removed sometimes I get I've actually got one at the minute like when I was younger I had this like um growth on my arm and I've actually got another one and it's it's not like a tumor or anything but um it like kind of like grows on my bone and then they removed it last time and they said it was from an insect bite it was so weird and I've got another one now I need to get it removed again but I don't really understand what it is but it's nothing to be concerned about but like they cut me open and removed that like they tugged because it was like attached to my bone marrow they had like tug it off my bone marrow and I was awake for the whole thing and I loved it I'm actually really interested in like medical stuff so that I just like it doesn't like affect me whenever I get things done I'm good with like piercings and I don't know I just I enjoy like I enjoy that stuff. Like, I love Grey's Anatomy. So when it's being done to me, I don't really care. And I'm quite good with pain. I've got quite a high pain threshold. In fact, I'd say I've got a really, really good pain threshold. Like, I don't know. I always feel like boys have really, really shit pain thresholds. And I feel feel like if you're a girl and you grew up having, like, really bad periods, like, your pain threshold is just, like, out of this world. Anyway... I just walked in with like no worries. I mean, I I kind of knew how they did it. They just like I I what I assumed they did was they kind of like put like a big like syringe up your vagina and then just like insert it into your uterus. Like that's what you would think. Anyway, I had no idea. The girl told me like, oh, you might feel a bit of pressure during this, and that it, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. And I was just like, like come on. I literally like I watched Grey's Anatomy. This is not going to be uncomfortable for me. Oh my fucking god, was I wrong? So. Guys, I like I'm really sorry that I'm going into detail about this and you don't want to fucking hear this, but you need to hear this because no one told me about this. I didn't like I've never I've never seen any like TikToks. I've never heard anyone talk about their experience with this fucking coil. So I just need to talk about it publicly in case you're ever thinking of getting one, in case you make the same mistake as me. So I go, I sit down on this bed, I get like naked from the like waist down, which to begin with is just a fucking horrible thing. And like I don't like personally, I don't like being naked around strangers. And then she puts my feet on these stirrups things. Like, you know, like, I didn't think, I honestly, like, I didn't think that was a thing. I felt like I was about to give birth. I thought that was only in movies or, like, when you're actually giving birth, they put your feet in stirrups. But I was sat there, like, feet in stirrups, wide apart, everything on show, two strangers in the room. Because, like, it was, like, a, a woman nurse and then she, like, brought in this man. And I was like, first of all, why is this man here? And she was like, oh, like, for support. And I was like, oh, fucking, how bad is this going to be? Like, you told me this is going to be a bit of pressure and you brought this man in here for support for like my support so anyway vag is out I'm ready to go 
she puts this thing in me, which I'm not joking, right? <laughs> I actually don't even I, I don't even know how to speak. This. I, I'm not gonna make it too graphic here, but basically, she put this thing in me, um, which was like about, a, I'd say a good fist. It was a fist size plastic tube, hollow tube. And then she's like, okay, now we just need to like, ex- like expand this. So then she puts it in me and she expands it inside me. I have never, ever felt pain like that in my entire life. And then she's like, oh, now we just need to measure your cervix. Fucking stabs me from the inside. I was internally stabbed. I, I swear to you, I couldn't see what was going on down there. I swear she was stabbing me from the inside out. And I was like, cry. I, 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 have, I don't make noise. Like, if I ever get like piercings or one time I got a tattoo, I would never go like, ow. Like, I think that's so embarrassing. Like, that is like an it for me to like say ow out loud. But I was literally like, ow. And she was like, yeah, sorry. Just like a little bit of pressure. And I was like, what's going on? Like, I was like in shock because like, I didn't expect it to be this, this painful. I just wasn't expecting it at all. Like, I almost wish that I thought it was going to be sore. So that I went, when I went into it, I was like, oh yeah, like this is what I'm expecting. But I was just like literally in shock. And I was squeezing this fucking random man's hand, which also just isn't, that's not me. I am not, like, I do not squeeze random man's ha- hands. Anyway, um, the whole process lasted like three minutes um I've literally never in my life felt pain like that like I I don't even know like what other things I've gone through that have been painful but that was by far the fucking worst thing in my life I got my tonsils out when I was like 18 maybe like 17 and I thought that I would never go through anything as sore as that like then when because like when you get your tonsils out they take the tonsils out and then the wounds like scab over and then you need to like eat toast to scrape off those scabs and that was a lot of pain for me and I thought I would never feel that pain like or at least like pain worse than that I even was like okay like whenever I get pregnant like I'll get an epidural I'm not really gonna feel anything I will be on every fucking medication whenever I'm giving birth however like I didn't I didn't get anything for this one she like this was just the worst pain of my life and they didn't even like try make it any better after she like do some paracetamol but anyway right she finishes she she takes it out I I've never fainted in my life and I stand by that I, I have said, publicly said before, I wish I was one of those girls that like fainted in school, like, because I have anemia. Like, I just did wish I was, I don't know. I just think I was a drama queen and I liked attention in school. So then, like, whenever you faint and everyone gives you attention, I was like, oh, need that. But anyway, I've never fainted before. And um, I tried to stand up and my whole head, like, started spinning and, like, my vision went black and I had to lie down again. So, like, I feel like if I stood up, I would have fainted. But she was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I can't stand up. And then I was like, I'm going to throw up. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll get you a bottle. And I was like, why the fuck am I about to pass out and throw up at the same time? Like, what is going on? I break out into this entire sweat. All the colour drains from my face. I was like, I was was in shock. My body was in fucking shock. It was, oh, I can't get over it. Why does no one speak about this? Anyway, I have to sit there for like... 10 minutes just like like sweating and nearly throwing up and like heaving into this bucket and then I'm like okay like I'm gonna go she's like okay bye and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck was that and I brought my ex-boyfriend boyfriend whatever he is um I he's not my boyfriend we're not going out but we're still hanging out I'm still hanging out with my ex he like he drove me to the um to the place to get done and I, I texted him being like I, I I just thought like I'd be in there five minutes should put it in I'd high fiver and I'd leave. I'd walk out and he'd be waiting there for me in the car. I, I texted him like while I was in there and it was like fucking like when she was stabbing me from the inwards out. I had to text him and be like, I think you might need to come up to the waiting room and like bring me out of here. And he like, he, I don't know what, what he was thinking, but like he saw me walk out of the room and he was like, he like came up and was like, 
you look like you've seen a ghost like what the fuck is going on and I literally like crumpled into his arms and like burst into tears like hysterically crying in front of everyone in that waiting room which is not again it's not me I'm not I'm not a public crier I honestly like I'm just not actually I am a crier no I'm actually not anyway (laughs) I don't cry because of pain like oh my god guys this was the worst thing ever and then the next 10 days I up until like two days ago I feel fine now thank god but a full week of fucking agony I couldn't get out of bed I constantly felt sick the cramps were like I've never ever felt anything like that before I felt like I was having contractions and I was about to give birth it was the worst thing ever and then imagine this right two hours after it happens I'm scrolling on TikTok and someone being like why has no one told me about the IUD fitting like I wish someone told me that was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. And like thousands of comments of everyone being like, oh my God, yeah, I cannot believe they don't give you anesthetic and all this kind of shit. And I was just like, where was this TikTok? Like at least four hours ago. If I had seen this two hours earlier, I wouldn't have gotten the fucking ID. I've never regretted anything more in my life. And then, right, this is like so self-inflicted because I literally could have like done about 10 minutes of Googling and gotten all these answers before I got it. But it makes your period so much worse. So all I'm going to say is I'm going to end on this is, don't get the IUD if you can't be put to sleep to get it put in. Like if I if I like to get it taken out, like I have genuinely like PTSD now. Not okay, that's I'm not gonna say that because I do not have PTSD and that's an actual like mental illness. However, I do have what would I call this? I'm like I'm traumatized. I honestly like the thought because I have to get it taken out in five years' time, and the thought of going back there like makes me fucking shake. And I've it's so annoying because I've never had a bad experience like at the doctors or the dentist or anything and you know when like people have a bad experience and then they never want to go back like no I fucking had that bad experience and I'm never ever going back you know what put me off having fucking a baby I think I'm just gonna like not have a child anymore after that because if it's anything like that please let me know if you ever had a baby is it as bad as getting that because if it is it's just not looking good for me I just don't think I'm gonna do it um but yeah if you're gonna get it make sure you can uh, try get anesthetic um probably won't be able to unless you go private and it's like 500 quid to go private because I was going to and then I was like oh why would I go 500 why would I spend 500 quid to go private whenever you can just get it for free on the NHS um and then that happened to me so maybe I should have gone private and got anesthetic um and also don't get it if you've already got bad periods because it will make your life living hell and that is my TED talk on the copper coil please do not make the same mistake as me but I'm feeling right as rain now, feeling a little bit better. And now I can't get pregnant. So I suppose it's looking up. On to more current affairs. I wanted to share with you something I'm doing. I have decided to do Sober November. Except wait, I've already failed. But <laughs> let me just explain my sober november journey to you so you know dry january like that's like such a common thing like everyone does dry january i fucking hate january it's my least favorite month of the year i find it so depressing like i just feel like nothing's happening in january except for people like trying to better themselves and then if i don't better myself then i just feel like a fucking failure so i always like like to do something fun in january just kind of like I don't know, make it more of a fun month for me. I just have this like personal vendetta against January. I don't know. I'm sorry if you were born in January, but I just don't really like it. So I I loved, I've only ever been on holiday in January once, but I really, really enjoyed it. I went to Jamaica with my friend and it was just the best fucking thing ever. It made the whole month like, because you know when you got a holiday booked, it's really, really fun to like look forward to it. And then like, 
after you've got like that post-holiday like high and you've got like a nice suntan in January and everyone else has not got the suntan and you're just like, huh? <laughs> well, anyway, dry January just wouldn't work for me because I like to go on holiday and sometimes when you're on holiday, you're a little bit partial to a drink. Is that a word? Is that a saying? Partial to a drink? I feel like it is. Like, is it impartial to a drink? I don't know. But like, I'm not going to deny a cocktail on the beach, am I? So dry January isn't for me. But I, I've always said like I would love to do like a sober month because I don't think there's ever been a month since I've like started drinking when I was like, what? Well, no, since I was like 16 that I've genuinely like, just been like, I'm not drinking for a month like actually held myself accountable I'm sure like when I was in school and stuff I didn't drink for a month like during exams maybe but I've just like but that wasn't like that was like accidental but no it's just like I I'm not like I don't have a problem with alcohol but uh, I don't know I say that but I think like our whole like generation kind of ha- not okay that's such a fucking generalization but just our drinking culture is a bit of a problem like I didn't think I did have like a problem at all with I'm not saying I have a problem with alcohol at all I'm not a fucking alcoholic but I didn't think I was like reliant on it at all until I tried to do sober November so I decided I was going to do sober November because I didn't have anything on in November like there was no like big events for me like there was no birthdays I just thought it was an easy month to do it so I've been I've been psyching myself up I've been telling everyone I was going to be doing sober November so then like Halloween happened and it was like a bit early it was like on the 29th so I drank on Halloween and I was like right that's it that's it to the end of November because I'm going to Miami actually on the 29th of November so I said I'll, I'll allow myself to drink on the 30th of November so it's basically the whole month it got to the 3rd of November so this is like six days after Halloween and I was invited to like a dinner slash party thing and I decided that I was going to go to it but do like a sober night out which was like quite a bold assumption of myself to just think I could just throw myself into this but I decided right I'm going to prove it to myself. I'm going to do it. So I went to this like party thing first, like an event. And I felt so anxious going because I knew that I wasn't going to be drinking, but everyone else was. And I don't know why that made me feel anxious, but like, well, this was like a, like a brand event. And like those brand events, is like a lot of like small talk with people you haven't seen in like months. You're like, oh my God, hi, how are you? Like, oh my God, I saw you at the holiday. And it's which is fine, of course, but I'm just like, when everyone else has like a little tin in their hand that just gives them a little bit of courage to like make that small talk and like go up to people, I find it like, I don't know. And I, I, I don't know. I just got like myself in like a bit of an anxious state knowing that I wasn't going to be able to have like at least one drink for a bit of liquid courage to speak to people at this event. But I managed the whole event without having a drink and then I went for dinner. And then everyone, I think there was like seven people at this dinner and everyone started ordering cocktails and everyone was ordering margaritas and like everyone was having so much fun. And I was like, oh what's one what's one margarita like come on who am I to deny a spicy margarita not me so I did order a margarita (laughs) on the 3rd of November I was so ashamed of myself but I was just like I just felt so awkward and I had this like thing in my head that I wasn't going to be having as much fun as everyone else if I didn't like have drinks as well so I had a few margaritas and then I went to a party and I had a few more margaritas and it wasn't a crazy night, okay? I was in bed by one, but I was just like in this deep bit of shame. I was like, that says so much about myself that like I've been like saying for months that I was going to do Super November and then on the 3rd of November, I can't even like do a Super Night Out. But now, okay, I had one slip up and I'm, and I'm not going to beat myself up for it. It's happened. It's in the past. And there's no point in dwelling on things that have happened and make yourself feel like shit because it's not going to do anything. All I can do now is think of ways to overcome this. And I've thought of a way. I'm not going to go out anymore. Hear me out. 
I can say no to a party really easily because I like I love sitting in. It's like my favorite thing to do. Like sitting on the sofa with a bowl of pasta on my cats is like my favorite thing in the entire world. Like I I will say no to every event ever if I can do that. However, going out and not drinking, like doing like a sober night out, like I tried on the third of November, it doesn't work for me. I can't do it. I can't handle peer pressure. It's not even other people peer pressuring me. It's me peer pressuring myself. I, I don't know why. I think I'm just so fucking used to drinking, like, when I go out. And, like, I I just, like, I genuinely don't know if I've ever been around drunk people sober. Like, I'm always I'm always drunk with the drunk people. Um, so I've decided I'm going to stop saying yes to events. I mean, I do have... I'm going to Kendrick Lamar tonight. Um, and I'm going to... That's, like, the one event I actually have, like, planned for November. So I'm going to, like, try go to it and not drink anything. I mean, it's a concert, so it'll be quite easy to, like, not drink, I feel like. So, yeah, that's my plan for the rest of November. It's just not go out... I'm just going to have like a month of just like sitting in, being being more productive because drinking makes me super unproductive. Like for the next three days, like even if I don't drink that much, like that night I went out on the 3rd of November, I think I had like, okay, six margaritas, which is not a lot for me. Like I'm usually like a, a 12 drinker to get drunk, but like six margaritas is like, it's like a tipsy drunk and like I don't usually get hangovers. I didn't get hangover the next day, but I just felt, like, felt ashamed and I felt like drowsy and I just wanted to lie in bed and mope around and I was going to go to the gym the next day. I obviously did not go to the fucking gym for some reason. I don't know. I just like when I'm like, even I have like the tiniest bit of a hangover, I get in this like hungover complex. And I'm like, oh, I can't do anything for the next two days. So like, I just want to like use this month to be a bit more productive i started like i told you guys i started going to the gym i'm fucking loving it 12 3 30 girl here went just before this podcast i don't know it's been giving me endorphins guys like i come out of the gym and i'm like ah like this is amazing and I, everyone used to say that like on i mean it's a common it's, it's fucking science isn't it that you get endorphins after you exercise and i was like oh they're lying they're just trying to tell themselves that like they, they they're just trying to convince me to do exercise it's not gonna work but they actually were telling the truth it makes you feel really, really good. And, like, I don't do a lot. I literally walk on a fucking treadmill at an incline. But it still makes me feel incredible. Like, getting a wee bit of a sweat on. I don't know. It's just amazing. So that is my month of November. That's how I already fucked up sober November. And then, also, I posted my Snapchat. I've been using Snapchat a lot recently. I think it's, like, a, like, a lot more casual to post on my Snapchat story. Well, I find it more casual to post my Snapchat story than my Instagram story. I feel like not as many people, like, follow, like, my Snapchat. It is quite a random thing. Um... But I posted, like, my whole thing, like, the night I'd been, like, doing a sober night out. And then I was, like, oh, I already failed. I had a margarita. And, like, the amount of messages I got from people being, like, you're, like, this is fucking disgraceful and all. And I was, like, girl, I know. Like, people were making me feel so shit about it. But I actually do think it's an important conversation to have. Like, why did I feel like I need, like, why do I feel so heavily reliant on alcohol? I guess it is just, like, our culture. Like, I guess it's, like, such a British thing and, like, in culture to, like, I don't know, to just drink so casually I don't drink a lot like I drink once a week like on a sat on a weekend I wouldn't drink during the week um so it's not as if it's like like a if I was drinking four times a week I'd probably be like you know what I probably have a problem here but like but then you know what I'm thinking is it it's like it's we have such a binge drinking culture like in in Britain I feel like we don't go out the whole week and then we go out on Saturday and we just binge drink till we get obliterated I mean I can't speak for everyone here I'm just talking about myself here but like we binge drink and then we just feel like shit on Sunday and it's not a nice way to be like I actually would love to maybe this month of like not drinking and not going out will like make me like like maybe I can start dabbling and going out and just like not drinking and just having fun with my friends because I'm having fun with my friends not because alcohol is making me have fun with my friends like I know I have fun with my friends because I hang out with them all the time sober and I have so much fun so I don't know why the second then we go out like at night time I'm like oh I need a drink 
I don't even think I like drink. No, I do like drinking. I I, I love a good drink. I just hate how it makes me feel after. Like, I just don't know if it's worth it anymore. Like, the hangovers. But, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in enough fun when I'm sober. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're about to get into the, the main focus of the entire podcast here. I'm just giving you so many updates, but I really have a lot to update you on. I have a list here on my notes that I like go through. Um, and the word Botox is here. And I think it's because, remember ages ago, I told you guys I was going to get Botox. I think it was in like my cosmetic surgery kind of thing um, podcast. I never got the Botox. I pussied out. I remember I said I was going to get like the Bella Hadid Botox. Like, in, like what's it called? In your temples. And it just kind of gives you like a bit of a fox eye. I, I never did that. I pussied out on the day of my appointment. I literally was like, that, like, why the fuck am I getting Botox at the age of 21? Like, you do not need that. Like, why are you trying to look like, like if you get this baby Botox, you're not going to look like Bella Hadid. I hate to break it to you, Olivia. So I pussied out and I didn't get it. And now I'm like trying to just like love myself as I am. And I actually really like the shape of my eyes. So I don't even know why I thought I needed to change them. I'm just having a bit of an identity crisis, but um, I didn't get it. So I can't give you my like thoughts on it because I did tell you guys I was going to update you and tell you how it was, but I never got it. And I don't think I'm going to like get it again. I just don't think that suits me. I don't think I'm a very like sexy person and like I know people who have it and they're very like sultry and sexy and like they've got like really like dark features like dark hair and stuff and I think that suits them but I've got quite wide eyes and I'm, I to be fair the one thing like I actually really really do like about myself is I like the color of my eyes oh my god that sounded really horrible obviously there's a, a a few more things I like about myself but I do like the color of my eyes so I'm like why would I want like and I like the like my eyes are quite round so it's sh- I, I actually I don't even know what like shape my eyes are but I feel like my eyes are quite round so why would I want to hide it I don't know what what was going through my head I just saw Bella Hadid in person and I was like it just fucked me up anyway um the last thing I have to update you on my list is this horrible story that happened to me so I've been hanging out with my ex as you know as I previously mentioned and um, I'm not going to get into it because you guys are going to like give me hits so <laughs> for like hanging out with him because I asked you guys for so much advice and everyone was like block him and here I am like so I'm hanging out with him again um, but I just need to tell you this story because it's fucking traumatizing I'm going to go red just thinking about it okay so I went to his like family home um, to have a sleepover with him because I don't know I it's just nice to sometimes go to a family home like they were having like an Indian curry night and it just felt like a homely place to go because obviously I don't have like my family home in, in London so it was just I don't know I went to his house and we had a sleepover um anyway it's like 12 o'clock we're going to bed he's fully clothed now I sleep naked and I'm like really comfortable with him like obviously because we went out for like six months so like I'm always just like like, I just walk around it. I'm, I think I might be a little bit of a nudist. Like, I love to sleep naked. I, if I had it my way, I would constantly be naked. But I don't think that's deemed socially acceptable. I was ready for bed, so I took off all my clothes. Not in that way. Not in a sexual way, okay? I was just like, I just sleep naked, okay? And he was like, he was fully clothed. I think he was, like, taking off his necklaces in the mirror. 
he wasn't even on the bed. He wasn't near the bed. He was like by the wall, fully clothed. And I was about to get into bed, fully nude. Um, And <laughs> I'd been to the gym that day. And sometimes, I don't know, I get a bit stiff after my incline walk. It's a really hard workout. So I was like, started to do these stretches that I do, you know, like downward dog. And basically my mum's yoga teacher. And she taught me this like stretching sequence that just makes me feel incredible before bed. I love doing a bit of a stretch and a back crack before I go to sleep. Just makes me feel loose, loose the goosey and ready for sleep. And like, can I just say, we were not having sex. Like we were like, it wasn't in, like, he wasn't anywhere near me. And like, he wasn't looking at me. So it wasn't in that way. But I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just going to do a quick stretch. So I am... Um, oh my god I go like happy cat sad cat you know that stretch when you're like on all fours this sounds really wrong but like it genuinely wasn't anywhere near the bed and I don't know why I did this after I took my clothes off to get into bed but it wasn't like that um but then I went into downward dog which if you don't know downward dog it's like your butt's in the air basically you're on all fours and your limbs are straight and your butt's in the air and I was just stretching out my calves making myself all ready for bed and he just opens the door to the bedroom. I, I First of all, I don't know why. He said he heard something at the door. And he just opens the door wide to the bedroom. I turn my head. And it's just his mum staring at me through the door. Oh, like, he, she couldn't even see him. He was, like, standing behind the door. Like, her her line of sight was just was just me. Naked. And downward dog. Like, I didn't even have, like, my hair down. Like, my hair was in, like, a... A button, like I was in a high button, like I didn't, I didn't have anything covering me. I was just naked, but in the air, like fully fucking naked on this woman's spare bedroom bed. Downward dog, everything out, everything out for her to see. And then I just scrambled, which was even worse. The thought of me naked scrambling around the bed looking for something to cover me oh my god I like I I don't even think I processed this properly because like I literally like was at his house the other day and was like seeing her like in this kitchen I was like hey like this woman saw me in the most compromising position she could possibly have seen me in at first of all why the fuck did he open the door but anyway obviously I was like uh can you shut the door and he shut the door and I was like that was the worst thing I've ever done. I felt like I was getting sick. And it was like midnight, obviously, at this point. And she was like, oh, sorry. Like, I just wanted to like, let, like, let the dog in. I didn't see anything. And I was like, come on, girl. We both know you saw everything. Let's not lie to each other. We're all girls here. Oh, I don't even think my mum has seen me that naked. And it's just like, I just did, I just don't want her to think it was like in a sexual way because I wasn't even planning on having sex. It was, I was just doing some fucking yoga stretches. Can a girl do nude yoga stretches and live? Um. Anyway, I made him bring me home after that at 1am. I put all my clothes back on and made him bring me home because I just felt so fucking like, like in her, in this woman's own home. She had to see that. God bless her. She probably had nightmares that night. It's not a good sight to see. Anyway, that's my updates for the week. It, as you can tell, there's been a lot going on. A lot of traumatic things have happened to me. <laughs> so anyway, I thought like today I could do a podcast on irrational fears because like that was like that was my fear come true. That was my irrational fear. Like your boy, 
I don't know what it is. Let's just call my boyfriend for the context. My boyfriend's mum seeing me butt naked. Like that is, that's a fucking phobia. Like that's a phobia in itself. Um, but I asked you guys on my Instagram for like your phobias and your irrational fears. Um, and I thought we could like go through them and just like, I mean, a lot of them are like, kind of viable like I do get them actually should I just like okay I just saw when they're not it was a vomit emetophobia which is a really really common phobia and I just thought should I just like fully expose myself here I don't know if I want to do this like this could be like really 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 bad for me actually yeah I think I might anyway <laughs> no way I can't I can't actually yeah you know what I'm a young woman and I want to freely speak about these kind of things because it's really funny and also it's the most embarrassing that's ever happened to me. So I feel like I want to share it with you. I don't even think I've told anyone this before, but I just feel like it's time. Like I've really told you like everything compromising about myself in this podcast. I told you about how I got opened up by a strange woman and how my ex-boyfriend's mum watched me do the downward dog naked. So let's just give you everything. Someone said vomit, emetophobia. No, I completely agree with this. Um, I I don't have a phobia of it. Like, I, you know when, like, if you make, like, a retching song, like, that could actually, like, make someone go and do a panic attack. Like, that's a metaphobia. I don't have that. I don't like being sick. I mean, who likes being sick? But there's, like, people, like, I have friends that will literally just be like, oh, I need a tactical. And then just put their fingers on the throat, throw up and just, like, carry on with the night. I'm like, that is not me. If I throw up, I'm, first of all, I start screaming and crying before I throw up because I don't want to throw up. Um, It's a whole ordeal. There's snot running. I'm crying. It's dribbling everywhere. It's coming on my nose. It's sorry if you, you've got metaphobia. You really don't want to hear this. Um, but I just don't like it. It's, it's it's who I just don't understand people who can like just be sick and then just like carry on with their day. Like that is not me. I it's like a, well I'm also just really really dramatic. However, I wanted to tell you about something that happened. So one time it's in the fucking same bedroom like this is genuinely the most cursed bedroom like this is the bedroom that I was doing downward dog in before I went to bed um I was staying as always my ex-boyfriend's and we made some spinach and ricotta no not spinach and ricotta it was it was obviously vegan so it must have been like spinach tortellini before bed just as a wee midnight snack I love tortellini um so I had some spinach tortellini (laughs) which is like green right spinach tortellini is green obviously with some ketchup um and then we go to bed tummy's full feeling great and then you know it's night time we were going out at the time if you're picking up what I'm putting down sexy time sorry this is disgusting but like I just needed to tell you um because I really (laughs) I don't think I've ever spoken about this before and it's fucking terrible and we're on the on the whole topic of vomit anyway the lights are off by the way I like having with the lights off I don't want people to see me I'm sorry I'm way too self-conscious for that like maybe when I had extensions when I had extensions I, I was like turn the lights on like put a fucking ring light on me because I could like bring my extensions around to the front and they covered most of my body because they were really 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 long and then I had nothing like I don't know it was just like I just felt a lot more confident when I had long hair but now I've got short hair when the lights are on I feel like a like I literally feel like a little boy and I just don't like it but now I, I like all the lights off like I like it being pitch black so me, me and my boyfriend at the time in in the bed, you know, uh, and then all of a sudden I project our whitey all over him for no for no apparent reason really. Like I don't throw up. I'm not a fucking like I don't. I'm not a vomiter. Like maybe if I drink too much or like sometimes if I do a shot and I already feel a bit sick, then I'm gonna throw the shot up. But like I'm not just throwing up day to day for no reason. There was no reason for me to be throwing up here. Like it wasn't like we were drunk or anything. It was just like a Tuesday night. I project our whitey. Well, I didn't even think I had white aid. I just thought I'd like a little bit of like 
like a flame had come up or something. Anyway, he turns the light on. It's neon green from the spinach tortellini. I had I had projectile white neon green things all over this this boy's family home. Oh my god! Can you imagine? And this was like a month in just going out. Like what the fuck? And I just, I was like he turned the light on to be like I don't know I, I think he turned the light on to be like oh I don't I don't know if it actually is like sick it just feels like there's like loads of stuff all over me and I was like oh it, it could be sweat like we could have been going crazy and he turns on the light and it's just like this like bright green sick all over him and I was like oh and I like also the light I just turned on and I was like oh don't look at me oh my god and he had to, like I was like oh my god I can't believe that fucking happened no I'm just thinking about it in this fucking woman's home again. I have no respect for this woman, clearly. <laughs> anyway, that's my story about vomit. But I hate vomit too. But I don't have a phobia of it, I don't think. Okay, someone said, I have a fear of regretting my life or feeling like I'm not achieving enough slash having fun. I completely get you. I think everyone has this kind of like, feeling of like you you can be doing more and the thing is I know I could be doing more like I constantly am just like oh Olivia you're such a fucking lazy slob like if you just like put a bit of work in you could be here like sometimes I'm like if you just put in a bit of work in like you could be like a famous actress by now I don't know why I have it in my head that like someday I'm gonna become a famous actress because like I don't want to become a famous actress but I just have it in my head that I should be a famous actress I don't know I feel like I would be a really good famous actress but I can't do accents, so it would just be like a, a Northern Irish famous act. Like, I wouldn't get very far. I feel like the furthest I could get, if I really, really tried, is like Dairy Girls, maybe. I don't even think I could do that accent. I don't know why I think I'm going to be a famous actress. I think it was like my dream when I was a younger girl, because I used to do drama all the time. That I just thought when I grew up that was going to be me. But anyway, I always like, I was looking at, I was literally looking at my, um not my car window, because I haven't had my car for the past two weeks. I'm really, really missing it, guys. Oh my God, if you drive and you get your car taken away from you, like, driving around and like screaming Olivia Rodrigo and the Hamilton soundtrack is my fucking therapy like not having that I'm, I'm really struggling but anyway I was looking out of my Uber's window the other day and I was like I, I'm just such a fucking shit show like if I just put in a bit more effort if I just wasn't like I didn't ha- like choose to have three-day hangovers and you would just be like you could be doing so much more like you could be so successful and then I'm like oh no I think back on that like me because I was having a proper sad moment full existential crisis and I'm like why can't I just like appreciate the good things in life like why can't I just appreciate the good things that I've done and the good things that I have I have amazing friends I've got two beautiful cats I've got my own home I've got a loving family why do I not just appreciate that instead I'm just like oh you're you could be doing so much more but I also I'm just kind of like that's quite a good mindset to be in it's quite motivating to like beat yourself up and think that you could be doing more but it's also just like you should be grateful I see a lot of people doing journaling these days where they write down like a list of like things that they're grateful for and like I do think sometimes I should do that but then I also just don't think I could do journaling I don't think it's for me like I I don't think you'll ever catch me sitting there writing in a book about things I'm grateful for and I think it's so great that like some people find that as like a good like it's, it's a good thing to do it's like a good mindfulness thing to do but I just like I just don't think I'm very good at like mindfulness I can't I can't meditate I, I hear hate yoga I hated therapy when I tried it I could not write in a book about my feelings because I would just lie like I'm just like I like this is the thing about therapy like I just lie I I don't know I just I can't find anything that I find really therapeutic like my most therapeutic thing is just sitting watching movies on my sofa with pasta but that's not a very good like I, I just don't know how to like get my thoughts like January this podcast this podcast is like the only thing I can do there I can like speak candidly for some reason 
like I think it's because well obviously I know that you're listening to this but like you're like you're not sitting right in front of me so I feel like I can just say whatever the fuck I want to like I just told you about the time that I vomited like neon green sick over my boyfriend during sex okay someone said I have like a an irrash like a fear this isn't really a fear but of like lord eating and I like I do get that like people have like genuine like phobias of like the sounds of people eating I personally do not have this it kind of depends right actually if someone sat beside me and they were eating cucumbers or crisps and they were making a bit of a whatever sound or if they were eating a yogurt and they were making slurpy sounds or if they were if I could hear them drinking and they were making that gulping noise absolutely fucking fine however if they were eating tuna mayo baked potato then I might have a problem with it it's like for me it's like what they're eating like if they're eating tuna mayo or anything I'm just gonna be like oh take it away from me but that's more just like the thought of them eating tuna mayo is making me feel sick but the sound of like the sound of eating does not make me feel sick and you know why I'm saying this it's because I'm a lord eater and whenever people say this I'm like it, it makes me feel horrible like if I'm sitting there eating and I'm just like enjoying it I don't think there's anything wrong and then someone goes can you please shut up I'm like oh. well you've just ruined my meal and then the whole rest of the meal I'm just thinking like because obviously when you're eating it sounds so much louder in your head so when you try to make yourself sound like when you try to eat quieter then it just feels like it's like explosive in your head and I I hit it like I just want to eat my food in peace and so what if I'm getting into it and I'm breathing a bit heavily because I like whenever I eat it's like oh my god it's like something's come over me I love eating like really really quickly and like shoveling food into my mouth it's not a really nice sight to see like if you ever catch me at like 10 a.m. in the morning, if you look through my window, I will be sitting there, not breathing, shoving avocado toast of beans into my mouth. There's bean juice dripping all down my chin. I don't stop to, to clear it up. That's a thing for after. Like, I just need to get this food down me immediately. I don't know what comes over me. It's like, there, it's like a race or something with myself. But I'm just like, I just let me eat my food in peace. And so what if I want to be loud? I'm enjoying my food. Go, go away. Put in ear, like close your ears. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to like sit here and ruin my meal by trying to eat quietly. You just close your ears. That's my thoughts on that. And that's just because I'm a lord eater. So sorry if you have that kind of phobia, but I have no sympathy for you. Okay, I'm going to pop off now and go home and psych myself up to not drink at this concert tonight. I know I can do it. Like, I feel like a concert is way easier than like say that than a club like I, I will never go to a club sober like I'm just not gonna do that however like, I feel like a concert's so easy to do sober like I'm actually really excited to see the show because I missed it at Glastonbury I left like the day before Glastonbury finished before he like headlined Glastonbury um so I'm really excited to see his show and I just know like I don't know I would be so ashamed of myself if I have another drink tonight like get it together Olivia you're doing sober November you've already slept at once you can't up again so I'm gonna go psych myself up and look take a long hard look at myself in the mirror just so I don't have a drink Okay, thanks for listening, guys. I'm really, really sorry that I put you through all that information today in the podcast. I feel like that was a little bit traumatizing for you, but I just needed to share that with you all. And I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you next week. He Love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as the producer and Maeve Schaffer as the editor. And from Spotify, the executive producer is Rihanna Coleman. 